0: While I was in the process of denying my flesh and detoxing naturally, I needed to detox and discipline myself spiritually. So I decided to pray every day and I would use scriptures that address my addiction, that helped me to overcome my addiction. The scriptures that I had to memorize and had to keep quoting all day. So these are the scriptures that are included in a 21-day fast, And what I would do is that I would pray at the time of the day where I struggled the most. And for me, that was pretty much at bedtime. Being single, I think probably lots of women become that's a trigger in and of itself. You're going to bed by yourself, you don't have that intimacy. So I had to press into God.
1: Welcome to Love Addiction Recovery Over 40. I'm your guide, the coach in your pocket, Lacey Bentley. This show explores how to heal from your love and sex addiction and save your marriage. If you aren't sure where to start or what comes next, this is the place for you. I've spent 23 years leading women through addiction recovery, and I can tell you for sure, no one succeeds alone. You've got this, and I've got you. Let's get started. Hey, ladies. This next episode is actually an interview I did with author Melody Shakia. Who wrote the book Life After Porn Addiction. It's a fantastic book, which I recommend for women, especially Christian women dealing with pornography addiction. I took myself through it, even though my pornography addiction was in high school, and I found so much value, especially in the daily devotionals. So I wanted to introduce Melody and her book to you today. I hope you enjoy it. Let's listen in. Hey ladies, Lacey here. I am with author and awesome lady, Melody Shakia. Melody wrote the book, Life After Freedom from Pornography Addiction. You can get this on Amazon and I've got a link in the group. I brought her on today. She's the first of many women in strong recovery who are leading the movement to raise awareness of female pornography addiction and the need for specific tools for women. So, hey, Melody, how are you? I'm good. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how it is you came to be a published author? Okay,
0: so a little bit about myself is, well, first, I'm 36 years old, okay? I grew up in a very musical family, so I sang and traveled and performed and ministered from the age of 12 all the way to about 31. Now. I sang gospel music, was very involved in the church, sang on the worship team, helped out with the young adults ministry and the youth ministry. But all the while, from the age of 22 until about 30, I was struggling with a pornography addiction. And I did not reach out for help because I didn't really know who to talk to. You know, I was ashamed and I felt as as so many people in the church had me on a pedestal and I was traveling and singing, preaching God's word. So I didn't know how to come out and say that I was struggling with this. And after I was delivered, which we'll talk about today, I decided to write a book about it because I wanted to pretty much put in this book everything that I wish I would have had, all the resources and knowledge I wish I would have had at the time when I was struggling. So that's how I pretty much became a published author. It was something that the Lord really wanted me to do. And it even took a while for me to do it. First, when he told me to write a book, I did not want to do it because I didn't want to put myself out there like that. So it literally took me about three years to be obedient and to put the book out. I finished the book about three years before I actually put it out. So that's how it all happened.
1: I know when I first had the impression, okay, write a book and tell your story. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. And then uh, it got stronger and stronger, and I was like, "You silly, 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 silly!" <laughs> no, like, it was scary. But, it was because we're not talking about how to do your hair or how to run a marathon. Like we're talking about stuff that, especially women, are not talking about. Yeah, very taboo.
0: Yes. Yeah. especially in the
1: church, especially. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and I don't know about you, but the first time I went into an ecclesiastical leader and said, Hey, I've been using porn in the form of anime and I want to stop. And I don't know how there's this, but you're a girl. How Mm. do you have a porn issue? Well, thanks for that. Now I know I'm the only one, right? And it is (laughs) so, so disorienting. To have that reaffirmed by other people that yeah, but you're a girl. When we know the truth, which is that hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of women yes. act and use porn. Yes. And yeah, the also- percentage is, is very high
0: for the amount of women. It's almost just as equal to the amount of men that use porn. So I don't see why it's not being addressed, you know, for the women. Yeah,
1: I do see a lot more happening and more women coming forward. And that, like, we still have a long ways to go, though, before Mm -hmm. it's, hey, how about if we stop male-female camping and we just realize that porn is not a men's issue, it's a human issue. And we're sexual beings, so for women to be attracted to pornography or curious about it or watching it, it's not actually that off base. And we're in such a sexualized world that it's almost like, well, so how much do you use? Not do you watch porn? I feel like we're almost moving there. And, you know, the porn industry, I'm sure they're celebrating the most lucrative industry probably in the history of ever. And I just can't imagine people still not understanding that. So have you ever heard of Charlotte Castle or her book? I'm going to show you. Women. I've never heard of her. Okay. She's like oh. the female Patrick Carnes and Robert Weiss.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, the original. <laughs> Charlie Castle's the original. This book, you can only get it used because this book was published in 1989. Oh, wow. Okay, and, so she was a yeah. of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she talks about women and porn. It's just not on the front cover. She talks about it. And she, she says, you know, we think that nobody else is using pornography, but just in my circle, I can tell you that's not true. You know, so, Mm -hmm. and that was in 89, which blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. It's that kind of thing where, well, the porn industry, why would they not want to get money from the other half of the population?
0: Yeah. And I believe they've always been getting money from the other half of the population, but it just hasn't been, it was more of a. (laughs) a thing where women just don't talk about it yeah it won't even many women won't even admit it yeah. so i believe yeah. women have always low-key been using it i really do so it's not a gender thing lust and perversion it doesn't discriminate as far as gender it's just you know so
1: i agree okay the back of your book is mm. a 21 day prayer devotional i yes. absolutely love this and then you've got Lots and lots of scripture. So as might be obvious, you are a devoted Christian woman and your faith and your relationship with God, prayer, fasting, these things have been critical to your recovery. So will you tell us a little bit more about your 21 day prayer challenge, how it came to be and what that looked like for you when you were getting into recovery? Okay. Where'd this come from?
0: So I'm sure we've all heard before that it takes about 21 days to break a habit or to uh, develop a new habit. So I decided that for me, I would do a 21-day fast. So I really started off with a fast. Now, it wasn't a no-food fast because, you know, I can only do that for about 24 hours. I cannot do 21 days. I think I might
1: die or something at this point. There's actually medical (laughs) advice against something like that it is.
0: (laughs) That's a long time, but I, I don't know how anyone does it. But people do it, but not me, not yet. But I did a 21-day no meat and no bread fast. So it was mainly strictly fruits and vegetables. So that is a way of denying your flesh big time. Because most of us eat meat and bread. Even if you don't eat meat, you still eat, people eat bread. So for me, that was a, that was a challenge for me. So, but while I was in the process of denying my flesh and detoxing naturally, I needed to detox and discipline myself spiritually. So I decided to pray every day and I would use scriptures that addressed my addiction, that helped me to overcome my addiction. The scriptures that I had to memorize and had to keep quoting all day. So these are the scriptures that are included in a 21 day fast. And what I would do is that I would pray at the time of the day where I struggled the most. And for me, that was pretty much at that time. Being single, I think probably lots of women become, that's a trigger in and of itself. You're going to bed by yourself. You don't have that intimacy. So I had to press into God, you know, because I didn't have a man there. I had to really press into God and pray. So I would pray for about 30 minutes to an hour. I would worship. And that's how I came up with the the 21-day devotional. It pretty much went along with a fast. And in the devotional, I include one scripture per day to pray and to also meditate on all day. And also I include a short prayer. And then I believe that every woman needs to pretty much after you read that scripture, say that prayer, then talk to God for yourself. Because we all have different triggers, different struggles, different situations and even different hurts and wounds that we need to go to God about daily. So that's how it all came together.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was reading your book, I just started at the beginning and just read through. And then I got to the end and went, whoa, this is so cool. I I was like, this is so amazing. And then reading through some of the prayers, thinking, I wish I had even known to say that before now. So I love that. And as author's you know, there, are, there are quite a few books out there now when it comes to pornography addiction, just women's sexual healing. It's, it's just a yeah. yeah. genre that's blowing up, which is amazing. And I love, and in reading your book, you know, I, I don't even remember how I came across it, but I'm glad I did. I buy all the books <laughs> that come out for women because I feel like we each come from a slightly different perspective. and. Yes what we have to share in healing and recovery and hope is different because yeah. like you said, our life experiences are different. Our wounds are different. Our whys are often different and our relationship with God or higher power is different. Our relationships with ourselves are different. So I just loved that seeing that at the end and went, wow, I wish I would have seen that sooner. I could have started already. It was a good Thanks. time. So I'm really glad you put that in there. So you just mentioned triggers and how we have different triggers. So here's my question. How do you protect yourself from triggers in the environment or stuff just popping into your head or coming up randomly? Well,
0: it's 2020. And you know what? It's really hard to even protect yourself unless you're living off the grid. <laughs> because, you know, you're on Facebook. You run across things on Facebook and maybe some of your friends are posting Try to watch Netflix, YouTube. So we really are in a spiritual battle. So what I do every day when I get up, I put on the whole armor of God. Okay, I say, you know, I put on that helmet of salvation to remember who I am—that I'm saved, that I'm I'm a child of God. I put on my breastplate of righteousness to remember that I have to walk in righteousness. I carry that sword of the Spirit, belt of truth, shield of faith. So I have to do that every morning. Now, throughout the day, just practically, sometimes I cannot stop thoughts from coming into my head. I don't know who can, but when they come, I have to cast them down quickly. For me, the key is to not dwell on any lustful thoughts for any amount of time. As soon as it pops into my head, I kick it out of my mind fast, or I quote a scripture, or I get busy. But sometimes I say to myself, well, maybe I'm bored. Maybe I'm not, you know, sometimes idle hands is the devil's playground. Yeah. So I get busy doing something that I love to do or I read the word. The key for me really is just doing something instead of having that thought. Because I believe that every action begins with a thought. And if we can learn to control our mind and what we're thinking about, then we can control our lives and we can control our actions. Because if you dwell on something for long enough, you're going to end up doing it. So for me, it's just the act of dealing with the thought right
1: there yeah and I think most women I'm not sure I would know any women who wouldn't agree that stuff does just pop in our heads in this group the distracted woman we have women in here who are dealing with the pornography addiction recovery or the masturbation recovery and we have women who are dealing with emotional affairs and fantasy worlds and man that stuff comes in fast yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah It just just jumps right in. Do you find that you have less of those thoughts jump into your brain now that you've got longer term recovery?
0: I would say, yeah. Yeah. I have less of those thoughts. Yeah. Cause mainly my thoughts are mainly just about my relationship with God. What can I do for him? And my thoughts are just on other things and just on other things that I've replaced all of the lustful thoughts with and I believe one important thing to do is to replace. If you're struggling with pornography, replace it with something that you love to do. Replace it with your gift and your talent and just get busy. Because once you get busy doing the things that you love and living a purposeful life, you really won't have much time to think about pornography and think about that old life and you wouldn't want to go back. So,
1: Yeah, I have have those thoughts. I love that. I ask because for a lot of the women who attend my groups and who are in here, the question comes up a lot. Is it ever going to get better? (laughs) Am I ever going to stop thinking about pornography or my emotional affair or this guy I have a crush on? Am I ever going to be able to stop? And so I appreciate that. Yeah, I found the same thing. They're starting to hold even less and less power. Not only further apart and less frequently and shorter, but they're, they're starting to hold little to no power. It's like, okay, that's yeah, that came into my head. Hey sweetheart, what's for dinner, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean you just learn to move on. Yeah.
0: Because you, that's gonna happen. I believe the enemy's never going to just say, you know what, he's always gonna come back to try. There's always gonna be a thought to come back and to try you to see, hey, can I get this person to fall again? So I think it's We have to just be ready and to just be on guard and expect to have thoughts sometimes. I believe everybody does. Yeah, you just have to be ready for it and be ready to deal with it. And
1: if you are, you will be fine. I love that. Thank you. So let's say you're at a gathering with your friends. You're hanging out with your sisters or your family or some friends. You're hanging out. You're not in your own environment. You're in someone else's. And... You're watching a movie and something pops up or someone showing around a photo or something that it's not explicitly suggestive, but it's something that, oh, hey, look, I'm triggered. (laughs) And I'm here with these people I care about. Nobody's trying to hurt me. Nobody's triggering me on purpose. And now this has happened. How do you handle that? I'm getting up and going to the restroom. (laughs) 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 He's going to be like, you know, excuse me for a minute
0: and just... Yeah, I just excuse myself and let them do what they do. That's what I'm doing. That's the first thing that pops into my head. I'm just going to sleep the scene. I love it.
1: That's so great because you're removing yourself. And I don't remember if you addressed this in your book. I know I addressed it in mine that as adults, it's not my place to tell you, Melody, put that away. Don't watch that. Like, it's not my place. It's really not. It's not. And sometimes
0: it's just not the place or the time. Yeah. And like you said, if they're not trying to hurt you, I'm not going to preach at that point. I'm just going to get up and let me take a phone call. Let me go to the
1: restroom. And that's it. Okay. So what else is there you'd like to say and share with women who are in recovery who might be struggling even more now with being homebound? The devices are really available. Well, I would say that even though
0: we're home and you have all the devices at your disposal, I would say to continue your freedom journey. And for me, my deliverance and my freedom, my recovery did not happen overnight. It was a process. And I would say you're even blessed to be home. You're in a position where you can become stronger daily because you're being tempted daily. So I would say count it as a blessing. And learn to discipline yourself. Learn to pray. If you believe in God or whoever you believe in, learn to spend time with your creator or learn to lean on your faith. This is the time where you can grow and you can strengthen your ability to not relapse. But understand that it's okay. That does not end your journey. It doesn't mean that you fail. It means now that you need to sit down and strategize what happened. What was that trigger? What were you feeling when that happened? That just gives you more information so that now you can win that battle if it pops up again. But understand that you have to do some work on your part. And that's one of the major things that I learned overcoming my addiction. That's the thing that really set me free. That's the light that went off was that I'm going to have to actually fight against this thing and win. You know, it's freedom is not going to just fall in your lap. For me, I did not just wake up and was delivered, and set free, and did not have the desire, I had to really discipline myself. I had to really address the root causes of my addiction, and to get healed, I had to really go on that journey, and that's the thing that I would like to leave with you, that you're going to have to do your part. You're going to have to do it. You know, no one can win this war but you.
1: I love that, and I know we talked just a little bit ago about how It's not about fasting and praying enough. (laughs) That's not what it is. It's not, you're not being delivered. You're not going months and weeks and then years with no slips or relapses because you're not faithful enough. It's because we have to work for this.
0: Yeah, we have to work and we have to work hard for it. And we have to do the work every day, every day. Honestly, the days where I thought that I was good, that I I was totally delivered and free, that was the day that I fell. (laughs) Yeah, those are uh-oh days. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day that I fell when I was just like, I'm just going to let my guard down. And you know what? You can't let your guard down. No. It doesn't mean you have to live in fear. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you just have to keep that guard up and be ready for those triggers because they will happen. Be ready for those thoughts because they will come
1: and deal with it. And that's it. And I talk a lot about sacrifices we have to make and things mm-hmm. we have to give up. Did you find that that was true, too? Were there things you just had to give up, or did you get to keep everything that you had before?
0: No, I I did not get to keep everything. At the time, when I was coming out of my eviction, I had to cancel the cable. I lived with my sister. We had HBO and all of that, and I was renting those movies. I had to cancel. We had to just get rid of that. I had to get rid of my cell phone at night for a good while. I would put it in my sister's room or go put it out in the car so that at night I wouldn't pick it up. I had to put my laptop in the living room. So whenever I used it, it was out there for everyone to see. So yeah, there are in the beginning stages or just for however long you feel like you need to, even if it's forever, there are some things you're going to have to sacrifice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember when I gave up Facebook. (laughs) the withdrawals and stress of giving up Facebook was almost as intense as cutting off the relationship with the guy I had a crush on. <laughs> was, yeah, no it, was, yeah, it was so nutty. I was like, I'm losing my mind. I call my <laughs> sponsor hyperventilating. I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> she's going. It's social media. It's not a deal, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it it can be. The thing you have to give up, like it's uncomfortable and maybe even painful. But it's worth it.
0: It's worth it. This is your life at stake. This is your purpose and your destiny. And every moment that we spend doing something that's just unproductive, you know, aside from everything else, watching pornography is just unproductive. It's not helping you in any way. Every moment we spend doing that, you know, we're missing down on living a life with purpose. So it's worth it. Whatever you have to give up is worth it. Yeah,
1: I love that. Okay. Well, thank you. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you being so open and sharing yourself and your recovery with the women in the Distracted Woman group. And I love your book. I love, love, love the 21-Day Challenge and how you encourage women. Okay, so okay here's this to get you started and then put it down and talk to god yourself mm-hmm. you know i love that yeah. I it's so important thank you so that's it thanks so thank much. you so much for having me thanks for listening can i ask you a favor if this resonated with you will you leave a review on apple podcasts your input allows us to reach more people and make a bigger impact next if you're wondering whether or not you're ready for recovery take the quiz by going to www.herrecoveryroadmap.com forward slash quiz, where you'll find the right next step for you. Until next time, don't forget, you've got this and I've got you.